This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Hey, are you enjoying the light of all these glistening particles and want more? I've set up a Patreon page where you can subscribe for as little as $2 a month and get even more unique and new content. You'll find things like the bi-weekly pie series, which is super new, chat forum, live hangout sessions, even co-hosting opportunities, and more. There are so many rewards. Check it out at patreon.com slash glistening particles. Literally every subscription helps. Thank you for supporting my passion and allowing these stories to be shared far and wide. Hey, listeners! this is episode 100. It's an epic moment here at Glistening Particles. 100 episodes. I can't even believe it. I just like when I stop and think about all these amazing people who have come to tell their story, I feel so incredibly blessed. So much. Next, next week, you'll hear this cool Ah, best of kind of thing about all the episodes. But this week we're talking with Daedra, who's saving the world by ridding it of plastic straws. And she's amazing. And here she is. Hey, listeners, today I'm with Daedra Siroic. Hi, Daedra. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, we, we are going to talk about saving the planet in one small way, but one big way at the same time. And so let's start with telling everybody what it is that you're out here selling. So we don't just sell a, a product. I think we sell kind of a mindset of glass drinking straws, which are to replace all the plastic drinking straws that everybody uses. And um, 500 million plastic straws are used every day in just the U.S. alone. So um, we're really working hard to change the mindset of people. It's about educating people and making sure they understand that we don't need to have single-use plastics in any form. It's an excess from forks and knives to, you know, to go where that's just used for a few minutes and then thrown away and usually doesn't, you know, go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Plastic plastic never decomposes. So we make glass drinking straws, but we're also here to educate people on the dangers of plastics to the environment as well as our body. So we're a, we're a multi, multi-use company, I guess you could say. <laughs> well, I kind of love what you're doing because you're taking um, your creative side and your passion and putting them together to to do something good for the world, right? right. And that's that's kind of the the pyramid or the triangle of the three important things to do to get out there. And and your story is really cool. I found out about you because Chani, who people have heard about and heard on the show a little bit, she's my social media manager. Her uh, partner bought her one of the straws because she was complaining about these straws, like I'm tired of straws. And uh, that's how we found out about you. So I was so glad. And that's really the grassroots movement we need to make. And you know, as I was reading through your site and seeing like about this plastic, uh, what do they call it? This like flotation thing of plastic. That, what is that in the Pacific? Uh, there's a garbage island. I think it's a floating yeah. island of garbage in the Pacific. That's like the size of Texas. I think maybe even bigger than Texas the by now. The size of Texas. Like imagine that. Just like everybody stop and imagine just, that. Yeah. It just yeah, collects. It, it, yeah. it collects and swirls because of the tides, the, the you know, the currents, the way they go. It just collects there and it's. Well, I mean, and I, and a lot of it, I think comes also from, it comes from runoff from, mm-hmm. you know, rivers, things that you see in the street go into the, um, the drain pipes mm-hmm. into the road, the road, the drains, and then they go into the rivers and then they go into oceans. But I think also I, my dad told me this because he was in the Navy, but when ships are out of, you know, certain, you know, areas of, they're not, say it's not the U S it's just mm-hmm. open water. They're allowed to throw any garbage they want off their ship. Wow. You know, large companies are allowed to just throw garbage in the ocean and in the waterways. You know, they've been allowed to for centuries, you know, they just, there's no regulation on it. So I'm hoping that 
in the next, you know, with awareness that's coming out that people start to change the regulations of these things. Yeah, it really is a two-pronged approach. It's changing the mindset of the individuals and then getting the laws to change because, you know, it's weird. You don't realize what you you did when you were a kid until you get further along. But I was watching Mad Men. I binge watched that a couple of years ago and I like lost, I don't know how much time in my life, but, <laughs> and there was a point where the family was having a picnic in a park and they had a blanket and they had all their packaging and all that. And when they got done, they just shook off the blanket and walked away and left everything, all the garbage in the park. And I like, I like had to suck in air. I'm like, oh, did I do that when I was a kid? Did we do that? Like, I can't even imagine it. Yeah, right. they do it on beaches. And they just leave everything. And even, today? Go? even today, even yeah. today, I saw a oh. post maybe last week where I don't know where it was. I forget. Maybe it was Australia or somewhere. But they had a picture, and like people just had a party, and they left everything right there on the beach. Just wow. everything, cans, trash. Like everything. I can't even fathom that. Can you even fathom doing that? No, like I don't even throw garbage out my window. Right. You know, I'm not gonna litter like that. Let alone just walk away from everything. It's so it's such an irresponsible and selfish mindset that I can't believe that people still think this way. And that's it. It frustrates me and it angers me. But then I have to think about all of the people you know that we deal with, that we work with. We've we've been in business for ten years, and all the people who have supported us are actually thinking the opposite. They mm-hmm. are thinking bigger picture. They aren't so selfish. So instead of focusing on the negative people in the world that right. aren't doing that, I'm focusing on the people that are doing wonderful things and making changes and mm-hmm. making strides in, in all of the things that we need to happen to this planet. So, yeah. Well, and I think that's it exactly like just in prepping to have our conversation today, I looked at your website, I was reading about the story of that Pacific, you know, Texas thing going on. And I was talking to my son, he's 16. You know, he's, he's hearing enough kids these days hear so much in the media, they they're more world aware. And I was talking with him about it. And he said, Well, how, how do all the straws in Wisconsin get to the ocean? Like, how does that happen? And you really just explain that it's the runoff to the rivers to the ocean, yep. it all goes that way. Yep. And even I, I interviewed somebody mermaids for change, and they were talking about like those lids on your coffee cups, you know, at the at the coffee shop. Yeah. And and there's times where I end up going and doing that, and I feel so guilty about it. <laughs> like, it's so it's it's sometimes not an immediate like I'm going to cut every plastic out of my life, but at least I realize I, there's an awareness. Like, right. oh, I did that. I I was doing yeah. that. Now I need to change. So I bought a cup. I finally bought a coffee mm-hmm. cup to take with me. But even here, I'm in California vacationing, and we started this a few years ago. And you don't get bags at the store, right? Whereas mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, you can get everybody pushes the plastic bags, which just makes my gut hurt again. And so one of my questions is going to be for the Wisconsin legislature, like, how do we change that? How do we right. go? Because it's, it was just developing the habit of having dip my reusable bags on the door when I walk out to go to the store. That's it. Like, why is it that the larger states, like, you know, big cities like Chicago, New York, and, you know, California that are more forward thinking are the only places that are forward thinking in our society? Why can't the whole country be forward thinking? Why can't we just, it's not that hard of a change. It actually would save them money not having to buy bags. So Right, right. And it's So it's you're going to tick off a few people at first, right. and then they'll get it. They'll get right. it. They'll realize they can carry everything home. They should bring their own bag, you know? Right. So, I mean, and, uh, I, yeah, I mean, but... My favorite one is that, like, if I could carry it all through the store in my hands, why can't I carry it out the door? You know, is that simple? Yeah. Oh, did, yeah. did you see Seattle just banned? Yeah. Did, what was it? Plastic straws and what else? I think it was. Coloring. Yeah. 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 Toronto's working on it. I think Malibu banned plastic straws and uh, utensils and a lot. There's a whole map we have that has a bunch of cities. There's one in New Jersey. There's a lot of seaside um cities are making mm-hmm. that change. So it's really, it's amazing that it's happening. I'm so happy about it. And I'm glad that we've been established for 10 years now right. so that all this push is happening, we are able to, you know, handle that business that's coming our way. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing that you did think of doing this 10 years ago. People weren't talking about this as openly mm-hmm. back then. There wasn't podcasting yeah, you know. to this degree where people right. had stories, you know? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't cool back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and the thing is, like, I, I can go, oh, I just won't use a straw at all. But then there's this balance of, well, you're using, a gla- like, the glass and the hygiene. You know what I mean? Some of these glasses, are they washed really well? And now I've got to, right. I don't know. So there's this quandary. Right. Well, there's, I mean, there's a mindset that somebody somewhere created at a restaurant that so may just think that 
you know, you can eat off a plate and that's fine. But if you drink out of a glass, it's not clean. I don't know where that started or why it's not clean, why it's considered not clean, Mm -hmm. but it gets washed with the other dishware, you know, so. That is an example. That's a perfect thing for me to hear because I'll use that with my family too, because they have that argument that like, why? No, no, people, they didn't clean them. I'm like, well, you're eating off the plate. Did you bring your own paper plate along? You know, <laughs> I've been in a nice restaurant. I've seen them wipe the glasses before they even give it to us. Like, they're not going to serve you a dirty glass. And if you right. see that there's a lipstick mark on it, send it back. Say, this is dirty. This is not clean. You know, right, I've, right. I've never gotten a glass and they're like, this is disgusting. Like, first world problems. <laughs> like, these are first world problems. Like, our, my glass I got to eat is not perfectly crystal clean. It's clean. <laughs> You'll be fine. Your body can handle some germs, you know. It's not the end of the world at all. So, I don't know. And it's like, you know, you're saying about the coffee cup. It's like little changes, too. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to jump right to a reusable straw. You can stop. You can start refusing the straw, you know, when you're out right. at a restaurant. But you can also, like, if you have that coffee cup and you're, you know, on the go, instead of just taking it and when you're done with it, throwing it in the trash can, think about, I'll take this home and I'll recycle it. Because that lid's recyclable. The cup's right. recyclable. Right. Right. Why can't you right. just take it with you and where you're ending up at, recycle it instead of just throwing it away? It's just like baby steps. It's kind of like a bridging into mm-hmm. being less wasteful. It Basically. really is that. It is. And every little step counts. And that's what I finally had to learn. Like, okay, I can't change my whole house overnight. I can't change everybody in my life overnight. But I can change right. me one baby step at a time. And everybody who does that, it's a collective difference, right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Like it's like I saw something yesterday. It said it's only one straw. Said eight billion people. Right. You know. Oh my gosh. Said eight billion people. You know, there's eight billion people. If everybody uses a straw every day, that's a lot of straws. Right. You know. So right. you may think you're not making a change by being the only one, but I have tons of customers who have made this change. I mean, thousands and thousands of them. Mm-hmm. So it, it's making a difference obviously, by the push in the social media in, in the regular cities in the world around us. So, yeah. Right. So we look at all these single-use items. And uh, earlier today, I saw on Instagram, I follow this group called uh, Where's My Office Now? They're van lifers, a couple that are all up and down the coast all the time. They're really cool uh, to watch. And they decided to make a commitment to use no plastic because they're big into surfing. They're on the ocean all the time. They're in the woods all the time. They know they can see the effects. So they're making, and she was showing how in her pantry in their van, you know, she's got metal tins with things that they buy bulk along the way, but she's also got like certain things that um, she's got to figure out a way, like the packs of maca or of uh, uh, the packs of, you know, powdered hemp Mm -hmm. powder, whatever it is, you know, like I have chia seeds. Okay. So she's going to have to find ways to get a lot of these things bulk Mm -hmm. that she that have always come in these plastic bags. And I get that, like that is trickier. And I wonder what it's going to take for stores to really make that movement to give us more choice. Cause it means we'll have to bring in our own cans, weigh them and then Mm -hmm. weigh the product. And, you know, somebody's going to say, well, what if that's an unsanitary can? You know, there's all this, I bet like back in the old days, you know, they did everything bulk, right? Nobody had plastic. Yeah, exactly. It's there's a somebody I follow, um, Bea Johnson from Zero. She has a book called Zero Waste Home. Oh. She's on Instagram as well too. She's awesome, and she has like she does. We listened to a, um, a lecture on her in Chicago in the spring, and she has a jar that she carries around with her, and that's the waste that her family of four and her little dog create every year. That's a jar, and that's it. In a you know, jar, she's made in a jar. She carries a jar this big, like you know, yay big jar. Like How do you do that? She has it all in her book laid out. I mean, she's obviously done an extreme version of it, but, you know, you can take little steps to just, you know, like, let's say instead of using tissues, Kleenexes all the time, she Uh has rags that they use, like a hanky, just rags, cut up t-shirts or whatever it is. Or she has, she narrowed down her wardrobe to be just like what, you know, we only wear like 30% of our wardrobe. (laughs) Right, right. I did that too. I started looking around like, I haven't worn this in a year. Like, I'm never going to wear Maybe it's a nice dress that you keep or whatever, but most of the stuff, it's just narrowing down your life and simplifying your life mm-hmm. so you don't have the stuff too. And it was, it's eye opening. I highly recommend looking through I'll her. check that out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, so we've been in this place for a couple of days and I was looking at this, it's a small recycle can, but it's still a recycle can. I'm like, how do we fill that in a day? It's plastics mm-hmm. and papers or like two days. Yeah. And that really makes me, you know, you get blueberries, they're in the little plastic container. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. 
you know, um, bottled water because you're on the road and we didn't have a bottle with us. It's those kind of things that I'm like, okay, I need to stop that. Like that, I know that our trash and all that back home has gone down significantly. Like I I put out the trash can and I'm like, there's one bag. It's so cool. Like that makes me happy. But um, there's still things like everywhere I look. And it's just that you're right, that mindset. So Mm -hmm. if you were going to talk to somebody and say, listen, here's one thing, just start here. What would that be? Um, my favorite thing is, is simply recycling. Okay. Um, creating like, um, a, a way to easily recycle. Mm-hmm. So we get lots of plastic bags with everything. So I have, I'm trying to narrow it down so I don't have as much, but I have a bag under my sink for paper and a container and a bag under my sink for plastics. And we can't recycle plastic bags in our curbside, but I can take them to a store and recycle whatever I have. So we just have it. It's easy to do, mm-hmm. implement it. And then the people in your house, they all know it's there. Your kids know it. You know, your family knows it. Another thing I love and this is super easy is cloth napkins. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you never have to buy napkins again because you just wash your cloth napkins. You know, it's like the cloth diaper versus disposable diaper debate. But to me, it's a lot cheaper and I, it's fancier. Yeah, <laughs> it feels better. It feels better. Yeah, it does. So that was probably the first two things I ever did to lessen my footprint and be more green. You know, one of the things I did last year that I never would have thought of doing is um, my son is really great with hygiene. So he washes his hands, you know, in the kitchen and this and that. And we were going through a lot of paper towel and I'm like, oh, this is killing me buying all this paper towel, both cost and just Mm -hmm. look at the amount of paper towel we went through in a week. And so mm-hmm. what I did is I bought a pack like from, you know, a superstore of these mm-hmm. square white terry cloth cloths. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I have a basket next to the sink. I have fold they're mm-hmm. folded in there so they seem special. And um, mm-hmm. you know, I just every day when I'm do- whenever I'm doing laundry, I just throw in whatever's dirty and we have probably yep. 30 of them and we go through them a couple times a week, I guess, all 30. But it yeah. and it um it just fits into the regular laundry cycle, so it's not like extra. But yeah, that one thing makes me happy. Like when I walk past the paper towel in the aisle, I'm just like, hey, no more you. <laughs> no, exactly. I use it very sparingly that I use paper towel. But yeah, we have, you know, kitchen towels, dish towels, hand right. towels everywhere. Just rags that we use. And we just keep a hamper where you throw it all in there and you wash it once a week. And it's right. not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah. and these are but these are big changes. We were so <laughs> um, marketed this whole paper simplify you know, make mm-hmm. it easy on the homemaker kind of thing or whatever. And right. now it's like, wait, we're going back to what we had. Right. So tell me a little bit more about how you started your company and what all you do so people can hear about that. So uh, back in 2008, I had a friend come to me and wanted to kind of stop using plastic straws and had thought about the idea of making them out of some other kind of material. And I thought about why don't we make them out of glass? And um, where we were living at the time, we had friends near us that do... Uh, it's a place called the Glass Academy, and mm-hmm. they do hot glass blowing and torch work, which is what I do, neon stained glass, and they teach it as well. So I went to them and I said, can you make these for us? And my friend told me, well, better yet, we're going to teach you how to do it, and mm-hmm. we're going to show you how to get all the materials and everything. So I took, you know, maybe four or five weekend classes and mm-hmm. just fell in love with it. I, I It matched everything that I wanted to do with my life, and... Um, so after about, you know, a couple months of that, my husband and I had to, he's self-employed as well, and he has a IT company and does websites. Mm-hmm. So I on Etsy for a while, and then I said, I need to determine if I'm going to go with this full time and make it a job and make it a business, or if I'm not going to. And so he said, let's do it. And he created a website. He came up with the name Strawsum, and in 2009, March 2009, so next year we'll celebrate 10 years. And Wow. And just, I mean, I work, I literally out of my friend, my friend calls me the female version of Steve Jobs because I work out of my garage. (laughs) (laughs) And I still do. And it's been 10 years and it works. I work out of the garage and that's where my workshop is. And, you know, maybe things will change over time, but it's worked for us up till now. I'm the one who makes all of them. You make all of them? You make Uh all of them? Because our website is so good that people will actually... Um, you know, call up and they'll say, they'll be talking to me and they'll be like, so they're made in the USA. I'm like, yes, they're made in the USA. And they're like, okay. And I say, I make them all. They're like, you make all of them. I say, yes, I make them all. <laughs> it's like, like people don't believe me when I tell them that I make them all, but that's my yeah. job. That's my, that's my gift is to be able to make these. So Aww. I love it. 
<laughs> How many do you make like in a day or a week? Like, you know, when you're doing uh, it in production, depends on the need. it depends on the need. Um, you know, I'll usually, it depends on the temperature outside too. Like right now uh. it's black hot. So I'll work like this morning I worked for a couple hours and I'll make, you know, maybe a couple hundred. It just depends on the style that I'm making. Cause I have a lot of variations of skews of styles that I okay. make. The decorative ones take a little bit longer, whereas the plain ones don't take as long. And, um, so it just depends, but I could easily do 500 in a day. So you can do 100 an hour? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Plain ones, yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> I can't even believe that. I want to see that. Like, can you stop motion that or like whatever yeah. you call that? You know, time There's lapse actually, that uh, for me? <laughs> we have, we have a, if you go to our website and go to our go to the YouTube icon, there's a video on our YouTube channel from, it's from like five years ago or whatever, but it's, um, it's still applicable and it shows how I make them. So. I am totally watching that. <laughs> you know that because <laughs> yeah. I can't even fathom that. Like I can't even fathom that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because when I did the video, I, I said in there, like we've been around for three years. So that's like always out there. I'm like, we've been around for longer than three years. And then <laughs> So I'm kicking myself for not saying we've been around since 2009. And, oh, you but, live and learn though, right? So go make another no. video. We, it's really easy exactly. to do. Exactly, I know. I know. It's <laughs> probably easier that. now than then. Yeah, that is a goal to do next. So, yeah. <laughs> do your kids help at all with making them? Um, they, they don't help with making them, but they mm -hmm. do help with um, my, my youngest is eight and he loves math. So he'll help us count out, you know, cases or brushes. He was just helping right before I got on this uh, call to help me with, you know, my husband helps put orders together, counting out cases, counting out brushes, putting it all together, putting it in packaging, packaging. If people need it in retail packaging, we have that available. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it takes more time, so we'd rather not do it. And plus, mm -hmm. it's more waste. But mm -hmm. some people require it. So they'll literally just watch a movie and do packaging and mm -hmm. we pay them to do it. They oh, like cool. it. So. <laughs> you know, that is you mentioned the brushes because that was the first thing when Chani told me about it. I'm like, how do you clean that thing? And she's yeah. so why don't you talk about that? So there's two of the most common questions when people think about or hear about glass straws because we do art fairs too. So we get a lot of these questions in person. Mm -hmm. First one is always and the most important is this is going to break in my mouth. I'm pretty sure I'm going to bite into it and break it. So uh -huh. when you blow glass, it's actually blown crystal glass, which is actually very fragile. So when we make these glass straws, it's actually made of the same glass as Pyrex. It's called borosilicate glass. Okay. So what it does it's got a certain wall thickness and it's very 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 strong glass okay. it can it doesn't melt until you get to 1500 degrees and it can go in the freezer can be frozen and not changed at all um they actually use the glass in the windows in the space shuttle because it's that durable whoa um, you have space shuttle yeah. glass that makes it even cooler <laughs> exactly. i totally want one now <laughs> so um when when people think oh a glass think a straw they automatically think when I have a plastic straw, I'm chewing on it and mm -hmm. I'm chewing it. You're not going to chew into this. You're going to break right. that habit of chewing that plastic straw. Right. So it's not going to break in your mouth. If you can break this with your teeth, you've probably broken your teeth and you have some other problems going on <laughs> if you can break a glass straw in your mouth. Uh, I'm going to say you're not for you if, you if you have Hulk teeth or whatever, you know. <laughs> Iron Man teeth. I don't know. You can break it, but um, <laughs> they're very, very durable. And to stand behind that durability of the glass straw, if you break it on accident, we will replace it for free. Okay. Basically, you fill out a form on our website telling us what broke. Um, you don't. You can put a picture in. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. um, we are very trusting. We're a family-owned mm -hmm. business, so we trust that you're not taking advantage. And what we do is, you don't have to send it back to us because that creates more of a carbon footprint. So what mm -hmm. we actually do is give you a store credit. Let's mm -hmm. say you had a 1095 straw. Mm -hmm. We can get store credit for 1095 and you can order whatever else you want on the website. If that just that straw you want, you pay the shipping just for that straw. So it could be like five dollars to ship mm -hmm. it in wow. the US. I love that. Yeah, yeah so that's, it's just making it a little yeah. simpler. Some people don't like we have a form where you fill it out and you have to click and say, I read through this and I understand it. People mm -hmm. click that but didn't actually read it and understand it, and then they get angry at me because they didn't understand <laughs> it. <laughs> Sometimes I have to deal with that, but most people are very appreciative because, you know, they saw it as their accident. We only have a 3% replacement rate for okay. our straws. So in 10 years, 3% of all the straws we've sold, we've gotten reports of breakage and had replacements done for them. So how do they break? Is it like if you drop it in the cement or something like that? 
Oh, yeah. If you drop it on a harder surface, like mm-hmm. sometimes I work in wood on wood floors. Sometimes I work on concrete. So depends on how it falls. Sometimes mm-hmm. it will break. Right. It just depends if it has a big jar with it, knocking it over. It all depends on. Kind of like my comes. iPhone. Kind of like my iPhone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it lands just right, we're good. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, this glass is, I wish they made this glass, borosilicate glass on an iPhone because it would be much more durable. But, um, and then likewise, they, the second question is always, how do I clean these? Because people think, oh, this is a cylindrical tube. How am I mm-hmm. supposed to get this clean? So because of that borosilicate, that Pyrex glass, you can put it in the dishwasher. We put them right in. We rinse it just like any dish that you want to come clean in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. We rinse it out. And then we put it in the silverware caddy, in a, like a dedicated caddy in the silverware dishwasher. Silverware. Get out. You can put it in the dishwasher? Yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get these for my whole family. Yeah. I wouldn't make a product that you can't dishwash because <laughs> I hate dishes. So likewise, if you don't have a dishwasher or if you didn't rinse it very well before you put it in the dishwasher and something gets stuck in there mm-hmm. um we sell a little cleaning brush mm-hmm. so it's like 95 i think is what it is and it's stainless steel so it won't rust you could put in the dishwasher we've made it we've had it actually custom made for our straws so um the width of the bristles is perfect for the regular and the smoothie width and mm-hmm. we have a bubble it'll work in that too um, it doesn't work so good in our skinny straws just because it's so thin. That mm-hmm. If we did one for skinny and for really wide, it wouldn't work really well. So we mm-hmm. went with the smoothie with Okay. Custom. But it's long enough to fit. We have a 12-inch long blender smoothie straw that goes okay. right into a blender and a drink out of it. So you can fit the straw, you know, each end and it'll go all the way to the middle of that even. So, so the bends, just, it works in the bend. Oh, really? So you just actually made me think of something else. Like when I think of a straw, I think of a straw. So you have a lot of different ones. Talk about we those. have everything. We have um, skinny straws that are like a cocktail straw. So it replaces those ugly black cocktail straws you get in a restaurant where you usually get mm-hmm. three or more in a drink. Um, so we have everything from a six-inch cocktail straw. We have an eight-inch straw that's our standard height that comes in regular and smoothie and different colors and different designs. We have a 10-inch long straw if you drink out of like a long, tall mason jar. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... And they all come in every variation. They always come in a different color or a different design. It's all available in different styles. And then we have a blender smoothie straw. We have a bubble tea straw. Um, what does that we have mean? One to replace. What does that mean? Bubble tea. Bubble tea is like a. Um, it's like an Asian drink that's like uh, usually like a tea that has tapioca balls in the bottom of it. Oh, and so yeah. I saw one of those. Yeah. Sometimes I think on the West Coast it's called boba tea. Sometimes, okay. but um, we have that. We have ones to replace. Uh, like let's say you have, there's a camelback that's out there, the bottle, one that's glass, mm-hmm. and it comes with a straw, the flip top lid. Well, the straw is plastic, so we made a glass straw to fit that. Mm. And then camelback also has uh, two stainless steel versions of the eddy, and so we made a glass straw to fit in to replace the plastic straw for that, so that you can not have any plastic. I mean, I think the lid, the flip top is silicone, mm-hmm. but at least your straw isn't plastic. I'm- so you've got everybody covered. In fact, I think I'm going to need to connect you with the uh, the we uh, where's my office now people because I think you can help them out too. <laughs> you've got like everybody covered, and I can't believe I didn't hear about yeah. you until now. You know, yeah, we've That's got amazing. a lot. I mean, I can, I'm looking at them right now, and we've done cause straws too. So we have a whole line of cause straws where um, we give back to organizations. So being somebody, I I've always wanted to help out those or somebody animals, something in need, but I, you know, being self-employed and being poor for so long, uh-huh. I can't, I don't have a lot of money to give back. But what we did uh-huh. is we created a line of cause straws. So some of them have um, an animal on them. So we have one that is a sea turtle and it gives back mm-hmm. to sea turtle conservancy in Florida or mm-hmm. um, sustainable coastlines, Hawaii, and they give back and they help rescue, you know, marine life that have been affected by things such as plastics in the ocean. So when you buy the straw, it's got a decorative more elaborate decoration on it that's like a really cool creature so it costs a little bit more because it takes a little more time to do but we also give back a percentage of i think it's like 33 percent from the sale of each straw goes back to that organization i mean we've donated thousands of dollars mm-hmm. to some of these organizations so it's awesome I, I i love making them and knowing that it's it's the person that's getting it is enjoying it as well as the organization is getting benefiting from it as well that's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. And I, I must, it must be very fulfilling doing this as a family as well. Yeah. It, it's it's funny because sometimes I don't really want to work with my husband because I'm with him <laughs> all the time. 
You know what I mean? And it's like, you don't really start to like somebody when you're with them all the time, but you know, it, we has its good points and its negative points. We're always together. It's a little much, but it, it has, it's, it's been a good trip so far. I totally get that. You know, I can totally relate to that. So does he, st- is he a hundred percent with the Strassum company or is he still doing IT work He's elsewhere? Still- yeah, he's still doing his IT company. He's okay. trying to evaluate whether he should split off and just focus on Strassum fully because it's becoming such a demand for it. Mm. It's really making a big difference now. So, do you anticipate uh, hiring on additional glass artists like yourself? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we probably will have to. I don't know when. Like, I feel like Brian has that figured out. My husband has it figured out, and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of on for the ride. So <laughs> I just keep, I just keep chugging along and right. doing what I would, you know. And when it so comes he's just time, like, go make more straws. Just go make more straws. We'll right. get it covered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, no, yeah, yeah, we have to have people that play all the different parts. Like I always say uh, on the show now, we're almost to episode 100, actually, which is pretty exciting. Wow. And I'm like, what I really need is someone that'll do editing because that is not my strong suit and I'm slow at it and not great at it. I'm go- okay at it. But um, I love doing this part. I could just, yeah. if someone just said, go interview more people, I'd be like, okay, I'll do that all day. Yep. Love that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. So with Brian is really good at numbers. He's a mm-hmm. financial guy and as well as an IT guy and he's a salesperson. Mm-hmm. I am none of those. <laughs> I'm a creative dude. <laughs> I'm a creative brain. I don't do numbers. I don't like customer service. Like people call me sometimes and there was a call yesterday with a lady that wanted some info and I was like, I just basically gave her like whatever she wanted the answers to. And then Brian was like, give me her phone number. I'm going to call her. And he's like, if I didn't call her, she would have totally not bought from us because I don't know what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just not the greatest sales person. I mean, I can talk to people in public and things mm-hmm. like that. But I'm not an outgoing person who's going to like call, cold call somebody or just be like, you know, right. work through details. I'm not that that person. But I have my strong suits. I do customer service. I help people. I wrap up all the orders and ship them out and mm-hmm. make all the straws. That's enough. That's enough right. That is enough. We can't be everything. You know what I mean? Exactly. Even though we want to be, we just can't. Yeah. It's not realistic. And it's good yeah. to know. It's good to have someone. Uh, on your team that complements your strength, your strengths and weaknesses. I mean, that's really the key, right? If you were both yep. just super creative, you might not be running the business. You know what I mean? Exactly. It wouldn't work very well at all. Right. So I'm right. Not to say he's I not have. creative. So if he listens back to this, sorry. Right. 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 Okay. So what are some of the, um, like the other side benefits of running a family business that you've experienced doing this, making your life this way? Um, so uh, we have the freedom to be able to do what we want. Like, you know, I get off this call with you and my boys and I can go swimming in the mm-hmm. summertime. I can, I don't have to send them to camp. I don't have to send them to daycare. And that was my goal is to be a mom as well as show them I'm not just a mom. I'm also a businesswoman that I can create income for our family and be a you know, be something more than just mom. Cause once they're gone, I don't want to just be mom. I want to mm-hmm. be Strassum. I want to be Daedra and who Daedra is. And, mm-hmm. um, I think the benefits, you know, sometimes they aren't great <laughs> being mm-hmm. self-employed because I feel like sometimes we're tied to home. We don't ever get to leave. If we leave mm-hmm. and go on vacation, who's running our business for us? Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're always working. So, um, but our customers actually understand in February, we went away, we went down to Florida cause I can't, stand the winter after a while here Mm -hmm. and we put we just put up a coupon code and said we're gonna be gone for five days here's a coupon code called I'm patient or something you know Mm -hmm. and they love it people understand I'm not Amazon I'm not a big business I'm not Walmart I'm a small business and you know it's life and we need to have a break sometimes too so it's uh it's frustrating and good right You know, well, first of all, what a clever idea using the coupon code and letting people have a way to be patient. So that's awesome. But I also like, what's that? (laughs) That's Brian's creativity right there came out. That was awesome. I mean, I think other people listening with small businesses might find that to be a useful tip. Mm -hmm. But also, I think um, what we're trying to create in the world is we went from um, transactions being relationship-based to transactions being... um, not relationship based. There was just no, it's just yeah. transactional and that's it. Like only the technology. And this yeah. brings people back around to remembering that there are people on both sides of this transaction. 
And I think the more people do that, the better example we're setting, just like the more people that don't use straws or don't use plastic cups or whatever. We're just trying to all move in the right direction of being human again. Yep. That's, um, the, uh, my, my point with the website was always to have us look like a family business. So you Mm -hmm. know who we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just look like a family business, but know that we are a family business Mm -hmm. because you'll see our pictures on there. You see our descriptions of us. Sometimes you go on a website and you don't know who you're dealing with. I want people to know who they're dealing with. So when they call me and they're surprised that I answer the phone, they shouldn't be surprised because I'm showing you who I am. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. this is, this is Strawsome is me and Brian. So we're straightforward. And I think it makes a difference. Like you said, going forward is people having a relationship. It's like that, you know, there's a big box stores in the world of like Walmart and Target and things like that. And then there's like the small mom and pop stores in the world. Well, Mm -hmm. I think we're getting to that in the online shopping arena, because you've got the big box Amazon, you can get glasses on Amazon and you can, right. They are made in China, but you can get them there. Or you can buy from a small mom and pop shop online, which is like us. And you're, you know who you're supporting. And some people do shop that way. And I'm a million times appreciative for it. It's, 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 I love it. It's very nice to know. People will say, I, I found you. I know you're a mom and pop shop and I want to support you. Right. Isn't that a good feeling? Like, I know when it people is. support your passion, it's like, mm-hmm whoa, this is the right thing. This is the right path. I mean, like, we can't even tell today what this is doing for your boys and their, you know, what this is creating in their trajectory for their future by the, by them experiencing you and your husband, you know, doing this business, supporting the environment, creating products. Mm. I mean, it's like it all, there's the, the butterfly effect of this is impossible to determine right now, but I suspect it's a good thing. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's it, it, sometimes it doesn't feel that good in the moment. Right. You know, my kids don't always seem like they love that I do this, mm-hmm. but I know that in the long run, it's going to make a difference as they grow older. So, well, yeah. yeah, if they could only sit in a day of, um, of the life of kids whose mom is going to day to a 40 hour a week job commuting an hour each way. And they're sitting in a daycare lined up on the side of a backyard, right. which I say that from experience. Cause that's what I did when my kids were younger. Mm-hmm. And luckily right. I, sort of broke free along the way, but um, it wasn't after they had a lot of that time spent doing Mm -hmm. those things. You know, that's why I'm sort of like with my older son or my younger son now, I'm like, okay, we're going on these trips every summer because we're going to do something different. And um, I just feel really fortunate that we can find a way to do it, you know? Yeah, I know. uh, I agree. Those daycares in the summer are tough. They're tough. They're tough all the time, but they're especially tough in the summer. Yeah. Um, If you weren't doing glass straws, what would you be doing? So I actually have a degree in architecture is my background. I graduated in uh, 2000 from University of Detroit Mercy. Mm-hmm. And so I love being creative. I think I would have probably gone and I actually love interior design more than I love architecture. Um, I still love interior design. Like my dream is to build my own home, not physically build it, but design to help right. design and build my own home. Um, and so I think I would probably be an interior designer if I weren't doing what I am now. Well, I can say uh, that you would be very successful at it because behind you, I can see your living room <laughs> and all the colors. It's been making me really happy seeing the the way everything is organized and the contrast of like some patterns with yeah. some florals and the blues. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a knack for finding things like at the right time. So they're not super expensive. Like the couch I got at a consignment shop. Oh. It was brand new, but it was at consignment, but it just went so well with like the blue wall and everything. So I have a knack for also finding the right things at the right time. And I think I'd be really good at that, but <laughs> I guess that's in another life. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe down the road, like someday when I can actually yeah. afford an interior designer, I need someone like that because um, I have the opposite of that. I have the, <laughs> the knack of just going, this is the full price thing I need. And right. going that route. <laughs> right. Sometimes I do that too, but it's really hard. I'm like, I really, 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 I keep finding like the perfect house like that I want where uh-huh. it's at everything. And like the house I wanted is like $1,350,000. And I'm like, but I really want it. It's like really the house I want. It didn't happen. And then I'm like, well, there's that land right there that I really, really want. And then the people are like, well, it's $500,000. I'm like, that's way overpriced. I want to build on there, but I'm just, so I'm going through like a transition period right now in our life and it's, it's, I could feel everything is shifting and changing and moving and it's going to end up in a really good place. So I'm just trying to be patient and 
wait it all out. You know, should, your husband should give you a coupon code. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I know. I found my dream house out here on on Instagram on Dwell. I follow Dwell and um, I found what is my dream house, which is way out of my budget. Uh, But it's not like, you know, crazy mansion kind. Uh, But what I what I did then is I contacted the architect that was featured on Dwell and said, hey, can I have you on my podcast? (laughs) Because I figure every chance I can get to like get closer to the things that I'm uh, you know, striving for. And it's not like a fancy house. It's just the, it's up in like way Northern California mm-hmm. overlooking far away from the sea, but just the trees, all the good stuff that keeps me happy, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. I love architecture. That's cool that you kind of, yeah. uh, staying in an artistic place, but just doing something yeah. a little bit different. Yep. Um, what are you hoping to have happen for Strassum over the next year? Like what are your your next like goals. Right. Um, so one of our long-term goals is um, maybe obviously, maybe not obviously is to have no plastic straws. Like everybody mm-hmm. have a glass straw in their home, mm-hmm. no plastic straws anymore. So that's a big long-term goal and it may seem lofty, but it's, it's a goal. Um, I think I'd like, I'm really bad with like short-term goals. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very like live in the moment kind of person, uh-huh. but you know, maybe Strassa moving out of our home and into, I'd say in the next five years of moving into its own space. It might be a year. I don't really know. I, I have a really hard time predicting the future, but possibly being in our own small shop, like we right. really only need under 2000 square feet to mm-hmm. run the operations, but it's kind of cluttered in our house right now. And so right. trying to find a place, whether that's a new build of our home and it's got a space in the lower level or something. But I just mm-hmm. feel like in the next year to two years, that something is going to shift because it's, I was like crying last night because everything was such a mess. Like there's a printer here and there's boxes there and there's packaging here and there's straws and it's my home. I'm like, I want to live here. I don't want to be right. surrounded by it all the time. So that's one of my goals. I totally get that. And I think there would be some uh, relief of having separation of space. You know what I mean? Like I work from home as well. And actually I love working from home because I had this long commute. So I'm all good with that. Yeah. But there, what I find is, and, and my office is kind of off from the main house Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, right. when the house is really messy, I'm still mm-hmm. in it. <laughs> you can't just go to work and forget yeah. about it. I'm like, I'm still in yeah. the mess. So I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. yeah. And I could totally see you in some like really like loft style, big uh, space mm-hmm. and decorating it to feel like a good a good vibe. And yeah, yeah, maybe even with a storefront that people could come in yeah. along and buy. I thought about that too. So I, it'd be like not a big storefront because right. we don't have a lot of products. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what the future holds. So. You seriously never know. Like there's this um, small, uh, there's this juice juicing company in Madison called Saints, I think, Saints Juice. And their storefront is probably maybe 10 by 10. Mm-hmm. It's small. But then behind that is their big, the all their stuff where they make juice. And they do deliveries and they do go to stores. But you can go in the right. front and buy some fresh juice. And it's like the good mm-hmm. kind that makes your bodies amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just going in that little teeny storefront, I'm like so happy. I'm like, there's the juice. <laughs> so yeah, so it doesn't take a yeah. lot, but they get a lot of business, I think, through there now that yeah. their name's getting out. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah. How can we make this change in smaller communities so it's not just the big cities? Like, what could we do as grassroots, boots on the ground people to try to get this to change? I think um, the first thing to do is simply when you're like out dining mm-hmm. is just refusing straw. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a replacement straw, whether it's glass or stainless steel or something you bring with you, that brings attention to the matter because it's something unique. Like mm-hmm. servers don't usually see those things. Mm-hmm. So our favorite restaurant we go to, we've been going to for five, six years or whatever it is. And they just now like the waiter is like, they as a restaurant haven't, pushed them all away yet Mm -hmm. the plastic straw serving them but one of the waiters like you know I educated myself just because of you guys I've looked into this I've seen the Mm -hmm. videos I've educated myself and I don't just bring a straw automatically unless somebody asks for it you know it's a little more on his part but it was really uplifting so part of it is just you know being leading by example Mm -hmm. and just make change and sometimes if you have little kids Mm-hmm. Have them ask. It's really cute to have a little kid say, uh, can you not bring us plastic straws? You mm-hmm. know, um, pay attention to little kids because they're cuter than we are. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then 
you know, if you want to go further beyond that is talking to the restaurant owners, you know, mm-hmm. saying, do you know about the dangers of plastic straws to our environment? Do you know the impact of how many are used per day? Just throwing mm-hmm. a simple few facts on them. It's easy to find on the internet. Um, just having conversations and seeing what can happen. You never know, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's worth a try. A lot of things in life are worth a try because you never know what's going to happen. But if we wanted to change the law, so th- those are great tips and they're ones like mm-hmm. I keep thinking like in our local grocery store, I live in a small town. Mm-hmm. I want to go buy mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 of their bags and stand out front as people go in and, and say, hey, I'm going to give you this bag. Will you please start using it? And and I don't even use the bags you buy. I mean, I I like Athleta. Uh, exercise, mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm dressed yeah. in here they have great bags so i'll take yeah. athleta's bags and then i use those for my shopping bags because they're yeah. sturdy and really durable yeah. so it doesn't even have to be go spend money on a bag but anyway right. um is how do we get these laws changed like how do we get the the, the legislators to put those before our state to make the change right. i'm not a huge political person me either i'll be honest Someone needs to help us. (laughs) Someone needs to help us. Um, I don't know how, you know, in Seattle, in a big city like that, how it's got done. I know there's like Straw is Seattle. There's certain organizations Mm -hmm. that have made these changes. There's um, Zero Waste, like there's a Zero Waste Chicago organization. There's different organizations that are nonprofit that do these kind of pushes. So Uh I have a feeling that they probably have a lot to do with the political changes that are happening. I literally have, I literally have no interest in politics at all. I mean, I would love to see the change. Mm -hmm. And if somebody is interested and I'm, you know, I know there's people out there that are are so politics would know how to push that through. I just don't know how to find them because I think we need, like, I think we need the, uh, the how to kit, right? (laughs) So with the recent, like with, with the recent things going on in the news right now around um, the immigrants and being separated, the families being separated, um, Glennon Doyle had this thing on her website that super helped me. It was like, here's the kit. Do this, these things, things. I'm like, okay, I call this number. I call this right. number. I call this number. I do that. Good. I, I you know, right. I donate here. Got it. Yeah. And I think we need These to make it. Guidelines. Yeah. Guidelines. Like the little, yeah, the little like yeah. quick checklist right. of the things that we can do. And if we can get that out to as many people as possible, to make those happen, mm-hmm. maybe we could see the change. But it's just, it, from my perspective, I just don't know what to do. Now, that might be kind right. of a cop-out, but right. in my busy life of all the things I'm doing, I haven't had chance to figure that out. But it is my big question. But like, I, how do we change it? I also I also feel like when you put out something like that, like, I don't know how to do this. Like, you're just saying it out loud. Right. Like, I don't know how to do this. I don't, it's going to pop up. All right. of a sudden, it's going to pop up. You're going to look at something one day, and it's going to pop up. You're like, oh, there's all the answers I was looking for. Right. You know, we put it all on ourselves. Like, I have to do this. I have to figure it out. And I'm like, no, but someday it'll come to you. And mm-hmm. it may come soon. It may come in a year. But whenever it does come, it's the right time for it to happen. And it's going to make all the difference to right. what you need to do. And mm-hmm. it's so funny when you focus on things like that. Because yesterday when I was prepping for our conversation, um, it's like all these things suddenly showed up. Like the, where is our office now? We're doing this little thing on plastic. I'm like, that's weird that that just happened. And then I saw the article or the news about Seattle. I'm like, that's interesting timing. How did that happen? Yeah, so you exactly. are right. We just need to put it out there. Yeah. So I should put out um, how much I want that house on the hill in Northern California. I, 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 I just keep doing that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down a hill above a lake, so I'm like, I know what I want. That's to make it happen. So right. buy some straws. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll have to check back in like six months or so and see how our want how these exactly. things have panned out. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I think if I just think about it all the time and put it out there in the universe, the universe has a way of making things happen for me. I know. It is pretty magical. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. been like that on this trip. I, I find that that's one of the reasons I'd like to get away is I think when I'm mm-hmm. in my bubble where I work from home, which I again I love that. I I don't like going into the big office, but um, so I'm not complaining about it. But when I'm in that bubble where I'm kind of in my little space for so many hours every day and in my mm-hmm. normal routine, I lose my connection to the flow, you know? And yeah. when I break, you always have to break some cycle or break some routine. So when I'm out here, it's like I just am so in the flow. Maybe it's the redwoods. I'm not sure. But something <laughs> something makes it better. It's been like that ever since we got here, just like one sign after another after another. Right. So it's been kind of fun. So. Anyway, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. I wanted to leave you with one little tidbit. It's oh, one good. of um, our marketing 
person up in Toronto, she has this tagline that she uses on everything. And I always like to share it because it's profound. And it says, if you think you're too small to make a difference, try sleeping in a room with a mosquito. (laughs) I love that. I've heard that before. And that is absolutely yeah. so true <laughs> you're never you're never too small to make a difference because there's um, eight billion of us and if all eight billion of us made a difference it would be try to make a change and make a big difference so mm-hmm. i just you know make little changes it doesn't have to be expensive it doesn't have to be elaborate but whatever you do makes a difference and mm. i know that i appreciate it the world appreciates it and everybody else I know our kids too. our future all those yeah. things they're Absolutely. all going to appreciate it yeah the look mm-hmm. back at the movement that we've tried to create, right? To change. Yeah, absolutely. Well, oh, um, tell people your website and where they can find so, you. Yeah, our website is strawsome.com. It's straw and awesome put together. And um, you can find us on Facebook and um, Twitter. We're Be Strawsome. Instagram, we're Be Strawsome. And we have a YouTube channel as well where you can see videos of how we made it. And there's other videos of us, you know, showing how you can use your straw in like a container like I used. And <laughs> That's like a that. big container. So, <laughs> wow, that was a good noise. <laughs> 30 ounces of uh, liquid. So you always <laughs> cold water with you. And yeah. Awesome. And so I, I appreciate all the love we get from everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and it really makes us, makes me keep going with my passion and Keep well, me going. <laughs> you're doing something great, and I really appreciate it, both just the time and the education. This has been really great. I feel like I'm a better human just being Aww. here. Yeah. I've improved. Tell my kids that, would you? Okay. <laughs> They're like, come on, checking the watch. Let's get swimming. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, and I hope that um, we connect again and we hear where things are going. Thank you. All Absolutely. Right. Thank you so much for having me. Yep. Bye. Bye. Okay, so how much did you enjoy that? I learned so much in that episode. In fact, after I listened back and researched all of the areas that she talked about, I think I have myself lined up with a couple more guests, which is super cool. I love that she took sort of just this inkling of an idea and turned it into her business and her passion, and it's part of her family now. I mean, what a great lesson she's teaching her kids. For me too, it makes me wanna keep going back and going, where can I do better? Where can I do better? And it's in my mind, in the forefront of my mind, more often than not now, which that was one of the purposes of this year of talking with people standing up for something, was seeing how I could change as how I, you know, the way that I operate in the world and I could do better. And they're definitely helping me with that. And make sure next week to listen for the best of episode to kind of bring together the first 100 and get ready for what we're going to do next. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. So, are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.